Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're gonna be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right, guys, what is going on? Today we are here with happiness part five, and we're going to be talking about what it means to be a great team player. Now, this is inspired by a podcast that I listened to this morning and was driving in after I listened to it, I just shut shut off uh, my podcast, shut off my phone, and honestly just drove for about 10 minutes and just kind of kept thinking about it. And one of those podcasts that's kind of nice, kind of digs deep on you, makes you really introspective and, and just makes you think a lot about you know your journey and the people that you've made that journey with. And uh, I don't know, it makes you a little bit nostalgic. But the premise of the, the podcast was basically when you think back to being a part of a great team or having a great teammate, somebody who really sticks with you, or maybe it was a coach, uh, somebody who was leading that team, you know, what made them great? And the podcast conclusion was basically that what makes a great teammate or what a shared trait of a great teammate is, is they are somebody who is excited when you do well, or excited when their teammates are successful even and maybe even especially if they aren't doing well or if they don't have a great game. And we're going to dive deeper into this topic because I think there's a lot of lessons here that that you know go into life and you know can be looked at in terms of you know your family is a team, your you know workplace environment probably has a team, the gym is a team, and there's a lot of team environments that go around and they sort of have varying degrees of this, but the deeper lesson here is, are you at a place in your life, do you have enough comfort and confidence and sort of this easy flow about you enough to actually truly be excited when somebody else achieves something, when somebody else has a great workout or a great lifting PR day or, um, you know, their, their business explodes and they become incredibly wealthy or their kid, you know, is, gets into Yale or whatever the success is for that person. And they come in and you can just feel their energy and you can feel their vibe and it's up and it's positive. And we all love to hear that and be around that. But sometimes when we are at a place of discomfort or we're not confident, we're struggling with something internally, that person, that other person, that other third party entity's positivity or their excitement or their success, their achievement, whatever that was, it brings to light other problems that maybe we've got still. So insecurities, things that we're lacking confidence in, things that we're beating ourselves up about. And it highlights those. And we can't help it, but our natural human reaction is to be jealous or mean or angry or you you think about it, you fester, it bothers you. And this is super common. It's just like natural humanism, right? Like this is just a natural human trait that we all have felt at one point or another. 
think jealousy is one of those things that just is probably the easiest uh, of these. And the hardest thing, and this is always very challenging, and this is always the one thing that uh, astounds me because I actually have seen this in person a few times. But when you're in like a relationship with somebody and that relationship ends up breaking up and, you know, the other party goes and, you know, starts dating somebody right away and for you to actually be happy for them that they that, you know, you broke up, it's over, right? We have moved on. And then when that person goes and finds somebody else and achieves happiness and gets married and, you know, has kids and seems genuinely very happy that you are actually happy for them, that you don't have any of that little jealousy kind of still lingering for you. And so as we start thinking about sort of this concept of what it means to be a great team player, what it means to be sort of a great community member, a great family member, I think these are the things that we kind of look to is how prepared are you to really be genuinely happy for other people's successes? And we live in this divisive world right now from, you know, political standpoint or, you know, where, wherever you're coming from, sports allegiances, like we have all these, everybody's got kind of a different team. And I was actually talking to a Bengals fan uh, earlier this week after they beat the Ravens. It was a big win for them. And I went up and honestly, I'm just legitimately happy for the Bengals and the Bengals fans. Like I, when the Browns play them, I want us to kill them and I want us to win and I want us to beat them in the playoffs and I want us to win the AFC North. Like I want those things to happen. But when they're playing the Ravens or when they're playing some other NFL team and I have friends that I know are happier when the Bengals win and they go and they kill the Ravens. That's one of those things like, you know, we have this shared suffering as Bengals and Browns fans of bad football teams that we have suffered through for years. And if you were still a Bengals fan after the last 30 years of Bengals fandom, that's a that's a testament. Like you have had to suffer through a lot of very frustrating seasons, just like the Browns have. And so when you start starting five and two and you've got a quarterback who looks like the real deal. I'm happy for you. Like, that's awesome. It's exciting. It's it's fun to be a part of. And I know not everybody who listens to this is a sports fan. But, you know, take whatever you like, right? Whatever you enjoy. I mean, even if you enjoy, you know, let's say you love a band. And, you know, the band has sort of had a falling out. And they, you know, let's say they it's like Van Halen. They got a new lead singer. And you don't really like the new lead singer. The band's not quite as good. You know, their their new album sucks. And you're kind of in that boat of just like, all right, well, maybe this is over. And then that, you know, then the band picks back up. Like the new, the, a new lead singer comes in and they just start killing it. And you love their new album. Like you just can be genuinely happy that it's good again, that it's enjoyable to watch and be a part of, even though, you know, you had to suffer through a little bit of a bad stretch. And so whatever it is, like, it's okay to just be happy for people when they are experiencing happiness. And the the area we're going to talk about this most is really going to be inside of sort of, of health and wellness generally. And every now and again, you know, we'll get people who will come in who will be, I don't want to say negative or genuinely, you know, unhappy that there are a lot of fit, healthy uh, you know, happy people working out inside the gym. And that actually makes them less likely to sign up and be a part of our community. And I find that to be a very interesting dynamic because the way that I look at that is, 
if you're joining a team and let's say it's just a basketball team and you want to be a better basketball player, wouldn't you want to be on the basketball team that has really good basketball players that has been proven to, you know, produce really great basketball, you know, fundamentals and, and good teams over time. And like, yeah, you might not get a lot of playing time, but you personally, individually are going to grow more being around people and players that are better than you and being around people and players that have been in the system that develops people. Well, you're going to get better because of that. You will adopt their habits. They will help lead you and show you the way. There's a lot of really positive things that come from being a part of that team. And the other way that you can look at that is, what are, you, what are you looking to join if you're doing the opposite? Is let's say you're looking to make, make a basketball team and you make the absolute worst basketball team full of people that can't play at all and nobody's any good. And so you get to start every game. But, you know, the coach never shows up. You never run any drills. Practice isn't taken seriously. You never win games. You're not competitive. And nobody's really pushing anybody to get better. Well, that's not the team you want to be a part of. But it's an interesting dynamic when we start playing with insecurities in and around the gym and health environment. And we start to see, especially right now, like there's almost even on top of just health and body image and looks sometimes, there's also this sort of like weird thing going on in society where like people who are happy and who are doing well are also sort of getting that like, shunned uh you know negativity vibe where it's like oh well they're it's just they just have no problems and nothing's ever wrong with them it's like well no that's not really the case for anybody but they do work a lot on their mindset and you know they are genuinely a very positive person uh and that, that's a good thing it's not something to be to like look down on somebody for but as we start to see, you know, as I've watched sort of our team, the team of the gym evolve over the years, it's been very interesting to see and just sort of be a fly on the wall and watch how people react to other people PRing or other people, you know, having a great workout or losing a bunch of body fat or starting to look better, or losing weight or gaining muscle. Um, all of these things happen with abundance in the gym atmosphere. And it's very important for us to take stock of how we feel about those things. How do we feel about somebody else being successful? How do you feel about, you know, a friend or a family member who let's just take like a crazy thing right now. Like, do you have a friend or a family member who, you know, made millions and millions of dollars on cryptocurrencies, right? Can you be genuinely happy for them? Knowing that, you're going to still have to go to work for, you know, the next 15 or 20 years, whatever it is. And they, and they get to make that choice. They don't, they might not have to. Those are challenging situations to start to play with. But the important thing is that we can take a step back in each of those environments when we actually legitimately don't really feel happy for people. We should take stock of why. Why do I feel that way? That's something to sit down and maybe meditate and journal on. And this is sort of the life hack is when you start to find yourself genuinely, and I mean, not like we're not faking it till we make it. We're not just rah, rah, bullshitting our way through it. We're not trying to appease the coach or the team. We're actually legitimately happy. 
And there's a great, great picture. Um, you know, I was very lucky, especially in CrossFit world, but even in world before that to have some great teammates. Um, but there's two or three pictures. And, you know, the people who really stick out for me are Maria and uh, Chris. Maria, obviously my wife, and uh, Chris is one of one of my previous teammates that, um, that I compete with in terms of people who really genuinely were beyond excited for you. And I have a couple of these still shots that invoke an emotion. And anybody who knows the two of them see the picture and it's going to invoke an emotion, a very positive emotion. You know, Omar would be another person uh, that you can see. You know, a picture of him. I think there's there's a there's a picture of somebody standing up a squat one time, and like Omar's in the background, and he's like three feet off the ground, screaming and cheering for that person to stand up the squat. And you know, those images. There's one of Maria. There's uh, Tony hit a, a huge snatch in one of the competitions that we were all a part of, and it was like as time expired. I think there were two seconds on the clock when he hit the lift. And Maria is just like three feet off the ground. And then the very next picture is her like mauling him and jumping way up onto his chest. It's a great series of, of pictures. Um, you know, and I, I smile when I, when I think about these because they are the embodiment of just true, unadulterated excitement for the person who, you know, was doing well. And, you know, we didn't, and I even think in those moments, you know, they, the, specifically those two, I don't think that they did great on that day themselves. So like, I don't think Maria had a great lifting day. I don't quite remember, but, um, but you're able to throw that out of the back of your head and just not worry about it. Like, it just doesn't matter. You're truly excited because you, you love the other people and you're excited for them in those moments. And when you're able to be around those and you're able to see those images, or you're able to feel that energy. If you guys have somebody in your corner, if you have somebody on your team who you know just truly, like genuinely deep down in their soul loves when you are successful and loves to see you happy and would do anything to help you get there, and doesn't have one ounce of jealousy or hate or negativity. There's no coxmanship between you. There's no one-upping. There's none of that. It's all for the sake of just like, I am happy for you because I love you and because I want the best for you. If you have somebody like that in your life, you need to dedicate so much of your time and your effort and your energy to being around that. And if you're not that person for anybody, like that is a major, major part of your happiness. <clears throat> and I think this is where people who maybe, you know, don't have kids or who haven't had kids yet. Um, I think this is something, you know, that that I'm tuned into right now a lot because obviously we are pregnant right now. And so that is something I'm very much looking forward to. But I think when people talk about the love that they have for their kids, I do legitimately think that sometimes this might be what that love is. It might be the first person in somebody's life 
where they truly, legitimately desire and want happiness more for that person than they do themselves. They would do anything in their power to make sure that that person had success. And if that person was successful, there wouldn't be one ounce of jealousy or negativity or hatred. It would be pure, unadulterated joy. And not every parent is capable of doing that. There are thousands of instances. You guys, If you guys have ever been around youth sports, you probably see it all the time where mom or dad are maybe a little bit too aggressive at the sports game. They're freaking out at coaches. They're yelling at their kids. They're going crazy. There's just some degree of insecurity in that individual to that they are still dealing with. And they can't just sit and enjoy and be a part of you know a great positive environment. They have to feel like they have to put pressure on because there's still something that's lingering where they aren't able to really just truly be and be happy. And so I do think this is a necessary part six or part five, sorry, for our happiness series because it takes a little bit to get there. With kids, I think it's easier because of the relationship that we have with them. And with dogs or animals, I think, again, it's the same thing. When you are responsible for something or somebody, when you are you know, the, the a number one person sort of blamed or responsible for somebody's success. You know, it's like, uh, I just saw Serena and Venus Williams. Dad has a movie coming out about them or about him. And, you know, they are obviously extremely successful at what they do. And so he is going to reap some rewards or, you know, be held in some degree responsible for that success. And so when we start to think about that, like that makes that relationship a little bit cleaner. When it's a friend, when it's just an acquaintance, right? When it's, um, you know, it's, and even take Maria, she's my wife. If it's me to Chris or me to Omar or Omar to me or Chris to me or whoever, um, there is a relationship there that could be blurred by insecurity, by a lack of confidence, there, there is something that can be in there that sort of male, uh, you know, dominance hierarchy, like alpha male, you know, like the head of the tribe, that that sort of testosterone filled one upsmanship that fills a lot of male relationships. And, you know, on the opposite, obviously, you get the female side of things, which are typically you know going to be a little bit more, you know, aggressive in terms of emotional manipulation if we're just talking about historically um you know i always kind of think back to that like high school era and just that sort of you know cattiness that's inherent with jealousy and boys and it's not always great um those things in friendships they can very much get in the way and there's always those dynamics going on between us as humans but what I've realized, and I'm sure that people who are a little bit older than me and people who have, you know, an established family and an established career that they love, that they enjoy, and all the things that we've already talked about, they've done the work on themselves. They have a set of principled foundation and values that they care about. They know what those things are. They can list those things off. What those things allow you to do is sort of mute a lot of those things that we just talked about, the the high school coxmanship of, you know, that that hierarchy, that tier system of the most popular or the prettiest or the best athlete or whatever, right? And then tear that all the way down. 
it allows you to mute all of that noise and cut through it and receive and give genuine joy for other successes. And if you guys are kind of thinking about this and you can't think of anybody in your life who is providing you that and you can't, you know, tangibly put your hand on a teammate who you feel like has ever really tangibly felt that for you. That is something to seek out. And I will tell you that you will get what you give. The more that you are that way to others, the more that you are genuinely, legitimately happy for people in their successes and you help and you guide them there and you are a part of that success, the more of that you will receive back. And that's a lesson that I've learned both from being married to Maria, but also, um, you know, having a couple of great teammates that I was able to have throughout the years and was able to watch how people respond to those people and respond to those teammates. And the reason that it's so powerful is because everybody sort of starts to get this thing where they don't want to let that teammate down. They don't want to let that person down. When somebody is truly genuinely excited for your happiness, they actually don't care if you have a down day. They don't care if you don't perform well. That doesn't matter to them. They still love you no matter what. But the reaction of your psyche is that I don't want to let this person down. I want to see that excitement from them. I want to bring that out of somebody else. That's what I want to achieve here today is I want to go out and have a great performance so that I can bring that happiness and that excitement out from that other person and that I can give them that gift and that they can receive that and be genuinely happy for me and we can share that moment together. And so I think this is just something that's really powerful. That podcast today kind of put it in the front of my brain and I started thinking about all this stuff and, um, you know, just I, I'm incredibly thankful for, you know, the teammates that I've had in the team that we've had at Friendship uh, where, you know, obviously, you know, we've ebbed and flowed and, you know, the, the team that we've had has changed a lot over the years. And by team, I mean, you know, I think kind of the, the clients are sort of the athletes, if you will, and the coaches are, you know, my assistant coaches and I'm sort of the head coach if you want to look at things that way. And, you know, we've had a lot of great athletes over the years and, you know, we've had some some coxmanship over the years and we've had some jealousy and we've had some negativity and we've had some of those things too. Those things do, you know, seep into cultures. Like I said, it's human nature. But when you have those things, it makes you all the more thankful for those moments and for those times where you are not experiencing that, where you are able to receive and give genuine joy for people and their successes. And so, you know, if you guys have people in and around you who are achieving things, you know, pay attention to how you respond to the announcements of them achieving, achieving those things or, you know, the praise that you give them or what you want to do. Do you, know, do you, do you want to go out and, you know, get them a gift and give them a big bear hug? Are you genuinely excited or do you have some of that natural human tendency to pull back and be selfish and, you know, be insecure and it's okay. It's fine. It happens. But learn from it, pay attention to it, grow, you know, seek to be better. That's, I think, the biggest thing that we can do. And the first step for that is to just be aware that you feel that way, that you have that reaction, that, you know, you don't like the way that that feels, that you shouldn't be jealous about this thing. 
You shouldn't be mad that that person's successful. So I think it's an interesting thing and how I receive that from others. And, you know, obviously we've been very lucky to, to have a great team and a very successful gym, um, you know, and, and it's always interesting to see how some of those things are received uh, by others and, you know, received by the people in, you know, Maria's life or um, received in the people in my life and just kind of pay attention to, you know, who's, who's genuinely happy for us, who accepts what we do and, you know, allows that to be its own thing. And who are people who are like, oh, it's, oh, you guys, are you, are you guys still doing that gym thing? Do you guys just own a gym? Oh yeah. Okay. You know, and it's like, they, it's not enough or, you know, they ask weird questions or they're not super supportive or they change the subject really fast or whatever it is. Um, and so I always just think those things are very interesting to, to dive into and pay attention to and um, see who just lets you be you and lets you be happy and, and doesn't, you know, doesn't judge or have that insecurity uh, that comes out in nasty, nasty ways. And we don't want to be those people either. So I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Obviously, I took about uh, a month or so off of the uh, podcast, about a halfway break. This is actually our halfway mark of our series. And uh, obviously, for me, I just needed a little bit of a reset and a mental break and excited to, you know, move into our uh, winter time period, or really, I guess, technically our fall time period. But, um, you know, for me, as soon as the sweats goes on, it becomes winter in my head. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm looking forward to our, our next series, especially uh, Wealth Part 6. going to be a very fun one. So uh, looking forward to talking to you guys soon. See you.